Can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers replicate their Monday night performance against the Eagles this week in Detroit against the Lions? That and more on a crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's crossover Thursday, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. James Yarko, Locked On Bucks. Crossover Thursday, of course, always brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Follow James on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks. Watch him on Locked on Bucks on YouTube. Me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks. Please subscribe and check us out on YouTube as well. A lot to get into. James, good to see you, man. We're the second time for us this year, and here we go. Lions and Bucks for a chance at the uh, NFC Championship game. I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card. Yeah, probably not. And this is my my second week in a row redoing a crossover that I've already done. So who knows if if the Bucks uh, end up winning this game, I I could do another crossover with the 49ers next week. So it's it's you know in the locker room, it's been dubbed the revenge torques. They have a lot of potential rematches, uh, you know, down the line. But first things first, got to take care of of business in Detroit. Yeah, it will not uh, certainly be easy for Tampa and for the Lions. Certainly, they, they got over this hump the other day. And, um, you know, I guess the storyline for Detroit is, yes, they finally did break the hex. First playoff win in 32 years. But I think the storyline now is they can breathe a little bit. I mean, having to play Matthew Stafford, having to go through that and play the Rams and going up against a Super Bowl winning coach. And this is not to knock the killer bees, as I'm calling them this week, Bowles and Baker. But uh, th- th- this this smells like with Dan Campbell and the Lions, a focus game and not to let up because maybe the opponent isn't as good as what they saw last week. I mean, let's be honest, this was a nine-win Bucks team that we talked to Trevor Sycamore about it yesterday, uh, kind of limped in here and and really looked good Monday night. But for the Lions, it's a second home playoff game. I mean, James, it is going to be electric in that building again because now Fans realize they're they're one win away, you know, if, if they were to win from doing something nobody's ever thought in a million years would happen, and that's the Super Bowl. What's the story down in Tampa? Yeah, and I'll I'll say this: I'm probably one of, if not the biggest, Dan Campbell fan outside of the realm of the Lions. I absolutely love that guy, and and what he's done for Detroit in such a short period of time is absolutely admirable. And if they were going up against anybody other than the Bucks, I would be I would be pulling for Detroit because it it is so much fun, and they do have so many great guys on that roster, on that staff. They're a lot of fun to uh to watch but i think when you take a look at the tampa bay buccaneers and the biggest storyline there is can they replicate what they just did against the philadelphia eagles on a short week on the road against the detroit lions and for the most part over the course of the season the buccaneers have been a better road team then they've been a home team. And of course, the Lions got the Bucks at home earlier in the season. It was the creamsicle game, and a lot of Bucks fans were excited about that. And 
Then they went out and they played like the cream sickle bucks of old. <laughs> and and I think the bucks are, are especially Baker after uh, CJ Gardner Johnson's comments, uh, especially motivated to go out there and prove that, you know, it doesn't matter how the division ended up. It doesn't matter what their regular season record was right now. They are a one and O football team going up against a one and O football team. And you don't have to be the best team in the playoffs. You just have to be the best out of the two teams on the field at the same time. So there's, we've seen the best of the bucks that four game win streak. They dominated the Packers. They dominated the Jaguars. Then this past Monday, they dominate the Eagles. Can they continue that level of play this Sunday on the road in a very hostile environment? I felt for you back in October because you hyped it up and you said on our show, you and I doing the crossover, this is going to be great. They're expecting a huge crowd, the creamsicle thing, and the Lion fans just completely took it over. That was yeah. great, James. That was nuts. That was I never thought that was going to happen in a million years. And I know a few people hit me up and hit you up on, uh, on the Twitter sphere. And they're like, oh, so leave James alone. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the billboards yeah. and thought thought the fans were going to show up. And then all of a sudden, the Lions fans scooped up all the tickets. That was nuts. I set myself up sometimes. You got to take the good with the bad, you know, and there there were times in the offseason that I was I was pointing out that the Bucs weren't going to be as bad of a football team as some thought. And, and I took my lumps then, but kept the receipts for later on. So, you know, when we're in a, a public atmosphere like you and I are, we get held accountable when we make predictions or we say things that don't turn out to be true. It, you know, it's part of the gig. So, you know, I, I held no animosity or ill will towards any of the Lions fans that kind of kind of gave me a little bit of grief about that. <laughs> you mentioned Gardner Johnson. This is kind of a storyline for both of us. He, he kind of opened up his mouth and he always does, but he kind of mm -hmm. said a while ago about he likes the Bucks receivers if they just had a quarterback. I like that Baker clapped back a little bit today or, or yesterday and and kind of said, look, he needs to watch the film. Um, do you think that'll be a motivator? Do you think it'll be Baker and CJ, GJ uh, uh, jawing back and forth this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm sure they're both going to pick their spots to have the opportunity to say a word or two. But, you know, it didn't surprise me that CJ, GJ said what he said, because that goes back to the Saints days. You know, this is a guy that has never liked the Buccaneers and, and isn't ever going to pretend to like the Buccaneers. So he was going to take his dig where he could. Uh, the difference is now he doesn't have Marshawn Lattimore to help him out. So, you know, we'll see how he plays. He didn't play in the game earlier in the season. So we'll see if, if he's the one that comes out firing or if that's going to be one of those First offensive plays, Baker's going to go deep to Mike or Chris, depending on which one Gardner Johnson is defending. So I, I did like Baker's little comments, and, and he heaped praise on, on Gardner Johnson because he is a very good corner. There's no doubt about it. But I liked the little jab of maybe he should watch a little bit more film and, and kind of know what he's talking about before he says something. It's interesting that the these two teams meet up again because, like you said, uh, Baker Mayfield did not have a good day that day in Tampa. Bucks were held to six points, which the Lions defense will not be doing this week, I wouldn't think. And yet the Lions uh, in that game probably could have put it away a lot sooner, but didn't have Jonah Jackson, didn't have Jameer Gibbs. And so I don't know about you, but I think this game will be a lot different. I'm not saying uh, Tampa's going to win or anything. We got predictions later on, but this, this game has a different feel than it did back in week six. Don't you agree? 
Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the Bucks left a lot of plays out on that field. It, it could have been much closer than it was. Maybe the Lions still come away with a win, but, you know, you take a look at that game and, and this was, it was kind of reminiscent of how the Bucks played against the Saints in week 17, where they, they were coming out of the bye. They were three and one. They had just beaten the Saints on the road, maybe feeling themselves a little bit and didn't take the Lions as seriously as they should have. And it, it bit him. And Baker Mayfield has been very vocal about how that was his worst game of the year. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of motivation and a lot of kind of stress to improve upon that performance because of all the plays that they left out there. But you're right. I mean, the Bucs didn't see Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery went out with an injury in that game. And and things have changed uh, quite a bit for both of these teams. So it's it's definitely going to be, I think, a really, really entertaining and probably a pretty close game. What are the matchups that uh, James and I are viewing as important in this one? Three o'clock Sunday. For the Lions and the Tampa Bay Bucks, we will do that coming up next right here on the crossover edition, Locked On Lions and Locked On Bucks Thursday, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And our crossover Thursday is brought to you by BetterHelp. Thinking about therapy, thinking about talking to somebody, and, and now's the time to do it. Sometimes you all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. And look, we know this, the, the energy that fan bases for the Bucks and Lions have right now, the history, the fact that they got to see playoff wins, you start feeling and thinking things about your family and everything else. That, that's, that's a good time at any time to talk to somebody and a licensed professional at BetterHelp. Seriously, therapy can be different for everybody. Most of us have bigger problems than football and your favorite sports team, but it's important to really get a chance to talk to somebody, get things off your chest. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just go to visit, uh, just go to betterhelp.com slash lockdown to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash lockdown. Matt and James back with you, Locked on Lions, Locked on Bucks. Thursday crossovers. We get you ready for a Sunday, 3 o'clock for Detroit hosting Tampa Bay. First time ever that the Lions have hosted playoff games back-to-back. -back. It's uh, it's the kind of history that we have up here. Bucks trying to get to back-to-back -back road wins. Very impressive performance Monday night in Philly. James, what matchup uh, or matchups stand out to you as these two teams will uh, clash on Sunday? Uh, to me, the the key matchup is going to be Baker Mayfield against the Detroit secondary, and it's a secondary that can be beat. I kind of talked about it a little bit in the opening segment. They left a lot of plays out on the field back in week six, but Baker Mayfield finished 19 to 37 for 206 and no touchdowns. The Bucks also lost the turnover battle in that one. Mike Evans, 10 targets, four receptions, 49 yards. Godwin. Much better percentages here, but six receptions on seven targets for 77 yards. But then you take a look at two of the guys that really became a bigger part of the offense after that Lions game. Of course, that that Lions loss kicked off a string of four straight losses for the Buccaneers. And 
Rashad White and Kate Otten weren't as pivotal to the offense as they are now. And, and I'm sure Lions fans were very seriously tuning into that Monday night game to see which team was going to be coming to Detroit. And they saw the best of Cade Otten set a franchise record for receptions by a tight end in a playoff game, breaking Rob Gronkowski's record from Super Bowl 55. But against the Lions in week six, two targets, one catch, 15 yards. Rashad White, 38 total yards in that game. This is a very, very different offense than what the Lions saw before. And so Baker needs to be very aware of what the Lions are giving him. Take those dump offs to Rashad White to get him out in space and let him create plays. Look for Kate Otten over the middle and up the seam like he did against the Philadelphia Eagles and hope that he doesn't have as many drops as he did Monday night. The Buccaneers most drops by a playoff team since 2006. So, you know, there's there's going to be a an emphasis on this Buccaneers team to start off hot the way they did against Philadelphia. They have to score on their opening drive. It would be nice if it was a touchdown. The Bucs have yet to get an opening drive touchdown this season, but at least against Philadelphia, they came away with three and, and got some points on the board early. So it is dire that they do the same thing. But look for Rashad White and, and Kate Otten to get a lot of targets from Baker Mayfield, and he he just flat out cannot perform the way he did against the Lions earlier this year. You know, I'll be honest. You, you want to go back to, to week six. I really thought the Lions secondary did all right. Certainly there were some some throws that Baker wants back, a couple of deep throws that he overshot receivers. Um, at that point, Cam Sutton was really playing pretty good football, and he's regressed on that outside corner. Uh, Jerry Jacobs started that day. Jerry Jacobs isn't even on the team anymore. He's out injured. Kendall Vildor is the other corner. You mentioned Gardner Johnson. Kind of a hybrid role, corner safety. Brian Branch is excellent. Um, but it's the outside corners that are the concern. And with your matchup, yes, I, I Baker against that secondary. Uh, the Lions have to be better than they were this past week because Puka Nakua uh, ate them alive. I'm looking at uh, Aiden Hutchinson against Wirfs and Gadecki, who are really, really good bookend tackles. And, you know, Hutch didn't have a great game in Tampa that, that day, but he's just so vital and so important to this team and to this defense. Maybe the sack numbers aren't as high as some fans want them to be, but my goodness, double digits again. The pressure's over 100 or through the roof. And when they needed a play this past Sunday night, when the defense felt like it was going to bend again, third and four, Rams convert, but holding call, Hutch gets held, turns into a third and 14. And of course, the Rams had to punt, never got the ball back. So he's just vital and he's going up against two really good tackles. I thought this past Sunday night, the Rams tackles did a pretty good job on him for the most part. Uh, he got it, that one sack on the trip where Stafford fell down. But that'll be a, an interesting kind of battle to watch. I'll be interested in watching if Stafford is, or Stafford, if Hutchinson still is lined up more against the right tackle than the left. But uh, that's one to, to keep your eye on for sure this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and Luke Gedeke is a guy that struggled mightily. Last year when he was playing the guard position, they move him back to his natural position of tackle. And his best performance of the season came against the Detroit Lions. Obviously, it would have been better for him if it came in a win. But Aiden Hutchinson had zero pressures in that game. I don't know if if Gedeke can replicate that level of performance, <laughs> but certainly needs to come close, right? If the Buccaneers are going to have a chance. And the big issue that the Buccaneers have had over the course of the last month or so is the protection 
of the interior. You go back, you watch that Eagles game. You go back to the last week against the Carolina Panthers, the week before against the Saints. This offensive line has not been great at preventing pressure from coming up the middle and getting right in Baker Mayfield's face. So that's kind of where the concern lies there. But you you mentioned Tristan Wirfs. That's a guy who didn't allow his first sack of the season until week 11. And that was after he left the field with a pretty bad injury and then came back, ends up giving up a sack to Chase Young. But he did it on essentially one leg. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is lights out. His first year at left tackle, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. No all-pro love, no Pro Bowl love, but we've seen the results of, of what he's been able to do. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Detroit dials up you know, a few you know, wrinkles into their defense and tries to get Hutchinson to rush up the middle rather than trying to go outside all the time uh, and and really exploit a weakness of this Buccaneers offense. I love that point by you. And I think you're spot on uh, Hutch at times, especially on third downs, has lined up uh, as a D tackle. Uh, James Houston, we'll see if he comes back and plays. That could be huge. You had another edge rusher because the Lions edges not named Aiden Hutchinson have been brutal. Uh, really all season. They've tried the O'Quara brothers. They've tried Kaminsky. They've tried Pascal, sometimes moving outside. Uh, they've tried Derek Barnes as a rush end. Jack Campbell has, has come from the, the the edge spot. Nothing's working other than 97, uh, who's who's a special player. So we'll see about that. Real fast on the run game. I know Tampa's dead last. I know the Lions are, are top three in defending the run, actually number two behind the Bears. Um, do the Bucks just say, screw it, we're not going to try to run, James, and just – Baker throws 40 times and we ride it that way or what's been the issue with the uh with the Bucks run game. The run game has come on a lot stronger later in the year than it was earlier in the year. You know, I mentioned Rashad White only 38 total yards in that first meeting, but this is a a team that you know, four weeks in a row went for over 120 rushing yards. You know, they've they've been really good and they've been starting to find that that balance that you really need in order to succeed and you know, they're Dave Canales will never, ever uh, abandon the run game. It's just a matter of testing it out early. And Bucks fans get so frustrated with a lot of these first down runs up the middle for no gain, one yard, maybe a one yard or two yard loss. But then you see the the wheels turning in Dave Canales' head, trying to figure out what's going to work in that run game. How do they get it going a little bit and really start to open things up for Baker Mayfield in the play action game? They used it to perfection last week against Philadelphia. Rashad White got going real early, and then you were you were running the play actions. You were running the design bootlegs by Baker to, to move the pocket, get him a little bit of extra time away from that interior pass rush, and find open guys down the field. So, yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind the Bucs are still going to try to pound the ball. It's just a matter of how quickly can Dave Canales find those open lanes to get Rashad White going. How do the Lions get a win? How do the Bucks get a win in our predictions? Coming up next, it's a Thursday crossover. Matt Derry, James Yarko, Locked on Lions, Locked on Bucks. And the Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to that next level here in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that, you're all, that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. Everybody 
in business seems to be on LinkedIn. They got a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It's easy when you have all those many qualified uh, and quality candidates. So it's easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Oh my gosh. All right. Tickets are going through the roof at Ford Field. It's nuts, the prices that are out there, but you don't want the hassle. You do want to go and there's no way that you want to miss this thing. Lions fans know this. I mean, this is the game you've been waiting for to get one step closer to the Super Bowl, to win back-to-back home playoff games. Maybe you missed last Sunday night. You don't want to miss Lions and Bucks coming up. I mean, Baker Mayfield is coming to Ford Field. It doesn't get any better than that. Come on, now James knows. So the bottom line is this. You get your tickets from game time. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It is the only app to go to. I love the view from your seat. You know exactly where you are going to be. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event as well, so maybe some folks are going to wait it out. Do that, but don't Don't be hassled by it. Go to the GameTime app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account at GameTime. Redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Locked on Lions, Locked on Bucks, Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, Matt Derry and James Yarko. Hi, James. Uh, Bucks are six point dogs. How do they do it? How do they uh, come into Ford Field and get a win? I, I think it has to start with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, uh, over the course of the last six weeks, has not broken 100 yards. He's broken 50 yards just three times. And only has three touchdowns, which came in two of the six games. He is overdue for a big-time performance. And once Mike gets going, the rest of the offense feeds off of that. So this you have to look for Mike Evans early and often in this one. Then start to hit those short passes to David Moore, to Trey Palmer, to Kate Otten, to Rashad White. Let those guys make plays with their legs like we saw. Move the sticks. Just set yourself up. For manageable down and distance, you don't have to throw the ball 50 yards in the air. You don't have to have major explosive plays. Just set yourself up for easy down and distance on third downs and move the sticks. Drag this thing out as long as you can. 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives that end in points. And then got to be careful. You cannot, if you are Todd Bowles, bring the pressure against Jared Goff the way you did against Jalen Hurts. And I realize that sounds a little bit crazy when you're talking about somebody as mobile as Jalen Hurts versus the style of Jared Goff. But Jared Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL against pressure. You do not want to consistently bring these, you know, all-in jailhouse blitzes all day long the way you did against Jalen Hurts. You have to pick your spots and be disciplined on the back end so that the Lions don't have an easy time going up and down the field. 
Love your point about Mike Evans. I want Bucks fans and your viewers and listeners, James, to look up some stats when they watch the show and they get done or listen. Uh, look up the numbers of C.D. Lamb against the Lions a couple of weeks ago. Look up Justin Jefferson's numbers in two of the last three weeks against the Lions and look up Puka Nakua's numbers last week. Lions have struggled against the number one receiver over the last month. With that being said, uh, if the Lions can keep doing what they've been doing in the red zone lately, holding teams to field goals, they did it in Dallas, uh, Minnesota, they got some red zone picks, and of course the Rams settled for three chip shot field goals. The Lions defense continuing to play well in the red zone and bending, but only giving up three instead of seven is huge. And you mentioned it with Goff. He's been fantastic. You give him time, forget it. I mean, the, the game in Tampa, Amon Ross St. Brown went crazy with the 12 catches, and I, I'm not going to predict that again, but I just think Goff right now is in a really good rhythm. The offensive line is the strength of the team. You pound Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, Craig Reynolds gets involved like he did in Tampa back in October, and I think the Lions will be in good shape. Um, you know, Certainly turnovers will play a factor. Lions were were really good uh, a Sunday night against the Rams in that department, holding on to the football, um, and that's how I see the Lions winning and riding this crowd. Can they force Baker or, or the Bucs into a couple of false starts, a couple of uh, uh, forced timeouts so that they don't have them later on? I think the crowd will play a, a factor in this one as well. How, how, do, how do you how do you handicap it and see it, James? You got a feeling the Bucs uh, can do this, or, or do you like the Lions? This is something that I've thought about quite a bit, and I've I've gone back and forth. I really wanted to pick the Bucs because I, I think they have the talent and the ability, and they, you know, they've won six of their last seven. This is a hot football team. You take a look at the Detroit Lions and, and how they're constructed, how they're coached. The, the atmosphere and all that, and I keep bringing myself back to this. At this stage in the playoffs, do they have the experience that you need to understand what it takes to get to the next level? Because outside of Jared Goff, there's not a lot of playoff experience on the Detroit Lions football team. You take a look at this Buccaneers team, and most of this roster just won a Super Bowl. This coaching staff, has won a Super Bowl. They understand what it takes and and how to get to the next level. So I think that's kind of the ace in the back pocket of the Buccaneers, right? Is, is the leadership on that team says, hey, this is how we've done it. This is how we got a Lombardi and brings along the inexperience of some of the roster. When you look at straight talent, straight rosters, the Detroit Lions are a better football team. Can they match the emotion that they just had last week facing Matthew Stafford, hosting that playoff game, getting that first playoff win in 32 years? I think it's going to be tough for them to get themselves back up to that level. So as much as my brain <laughs> tells me to pick the Detroit Lions, all right, I'm going to I'm going to take the Bucks in a close one here. I'm going to say the Bucks win this one. Oh man, 26 to 24. I think you're a little low on the score. I, I think both these teams are going to <laughs> score points. Uh, the Lions Rams game actually went under, which was surprising last Sunday night, especially because it was 21 17 at the half. I, I'm going to take the Lions about 34 24. I think Detroit will score. Um, you mentioned it before about these guys that have experience. Well, the one man that's not on the field for Tampa Bay is not is Tom Brady, and he's not there. Thank God. I just and Baker's playing well. Don't get me wrong. And and Baker Mayfield took a lot of gruff in Cleveland, and you got to be happy for the kid. I mean, he's or guy. I mean, he's uh he's doing it. And I love the celebration he had in Philly that and I do a little windmill and 
good for him. But I, I just, I'm, I know we just witnessed Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford come in. And like I said, I think that was a giant hill to climb for Lions fans. And now it's, it's the killer bees, it's Bowles and Baker. And I just, I don't see the same talent there on either side. Uh, I'll take the Lions. Um, but I think Tampa is going to have, like you said, I, I think at times we're going to see an open Chris Godwin. We're going to see, you know, Palmer maybe get behind the, the defense and they, they just have to limit those numbers. It just can't be all day. There's got to be some stops involved. And I think at times Sunday night, being in that stadium, like I was, you're going defense get off the field and they did a better job in the second half, but kind of seeing a 34, 24 game for the lions. And, um, I don't know about you. I don't think the lions are going to host a third playoff game, but you never know with the way the Packers are playing right now. Right. I mean, this thing's crazy right now, James. It, it is. And you take a look at the AFC quarterbacks against the NFC quarterbacks. And it, it's, it's wild <laughs> to look. I mean, you, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, the, the new rising rookie superstar, CJ Stroud. And then you look at the NFC side and it's like Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Jordan law. It's, it's wild, but Look, I, I will say this, even though I have picked the Bucks to win, you know, I wish nothing but the best for for the Lions and their fans. That is an organization that, you know, I think Bucks fans can really sympathize with for the struggles over the years. And and the Bucs do have the the two Super Bowls that they get to be excited about and 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 hold on to. But for the most part, these are two franchises that it's just been years and years of disappointment and frustration. So I think that's what makes this game so fun this week is that these are two teams that generally are not in this position and they get, you know, the spotlight and, and they get to play this playoff game. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and look, if I'm wrong and the Lions end up winning, go win the whole stinking thing, guys. Yeah. Like, have fun. Well, uh, I think Locked On Lions listeners know and, and viewers know my guy from the draft is on the bucks. Kalijah Kansi. I wanted him at 12. People went, no way they're not taking an undersized. That dude can ball. All right. I would have taken him at 18 yeah. over Jack Campbell. And I'll say it. So, but I do think the lions are going to win James. Great to uh, see you, my friend. Thanks so much. Yep. Thank you. I, uh, I'm looking forward to the game and I'll see you Sunday. You got it. James Yarko locked on bucks, Matt Derry locked on lions. This has been the Thursday crossover brought to you by prize picks. <laughs> 